It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello and welcome to the COB, the first of 2021. I'm Andrew Gagan with Scuddy Scuddy. Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you, mate. It's been a pretty positive start to the year. Hope everyone there had a fantastic break. Or if you're still on a break, uh, you're enjoying it. But uh, yeah, what a, what a way to start the year for the other local markets. Solid gains all around. Yeah, it's all about positivity, of course, particularly after what we went through last year. Uh, so we're looking forward to a positive 2021. So today we saw the market up around 1.4%. Uh, materials a strong driver, particularly gold miners. Yeah, gold miners had a really great day. We saw the other spot price for gold up over 1,920 US an ounce. At one point during the session, that was about a 1.5% increase. And uh, really solid gains elsewhere. Uh, in the general mining space, I know that uh, iron ore futures were doing pretty decent. Uh, a lot of uh, movement in, uh, in the commodity markets linked primarily to what was going on, particularly in the US dollar. Uh, very weak again to go and start the new year. So I wonder if you keep an eye on, but uh, that seemed to be the prevailing thing. It was that, that risk on tone, the US dollar weakened and, uh, and everything else took care of itself. You mentioned the US dollar. Now, of course, the big news we're waiting for this week is that runoff election in Georgia. That's likely to weigh on markets, you would think, depending on how it pans out. Concern from Wall Street that if the Democratic uh, Party sweeps Georgia, they win control of the Senate. What effect that's going to have? Because it opens up the legislative agenda as far as Joe Biden's concerned and the potential for, for instance, corporate the rise in, in, uh, in corporate taxes. Yeah, higher taxes, uh, maybe a bit of a you know, strife for uh, the tech titans and, uh, and healthcare and particularly energy space. So, you know, of course, a big green agenda there from the Democrats. But uh, it's going it, to, I want to emphasize, this is a really important event because uh, not only for uh, no individual stock sectors, but also for what's going on with the US dollar and, uh, and the outlook for interest rates. Because, of course, if you go and have control of Congress and you have the presidency as well, uh, it makes it a lot more easy to pass bigger, bolder spending plans. And that could going to deepen that uh, that budget deficit in the United States, and that would really go and weigh on the uh, the US dollar uh, and, and potentially go and lift longer-dated yields as well. So it does have so many different uh, no ramifications depending on the results. So when that starts to come through, and there is no Sunday as the result uh, when it will arrive, uh, look, you could go and have a really real volatile session that day. Yeah, you hit on it. Certainty. It is uncertainty, and that's uh, continuing its theme that we saw that throughout last year. It continues certainly this week because we don't know how it's likely to play out. Uh, particularly, a stimulus could have the positive effect of which, obviously, the aim of a stimulus is to get things moving. Depending on how long this COVID crisis lasts, how effective the vaccine is. Yeah, well, of course, the other uh, role that's only just begun, and that's only in a handful of countries as well. I think Israel is the one that's uh, that's furthest along that chain of mm. developed countries, but it's going to take quarters 
if not years to go and roll this out across the world. So anyone hoping for a very quick solution to either things is probably going to be left disappointed. Uh, and of course, we're seeing some of the other case counts that are coming through. And not only are the cases, but I know the hospitalizations is the key thing, not only in the United States, but in Europe now. It is really deeply concerning because, of course, it's not even really the height and winter conditions that you'd expect in February when you probably expect this would go and peak out. Yeah, and well, if we come back home, there was clearly concern about uh, the outbreaks in New South Wales and Victoria. Some good news today. New South Wales recording no locally transmitted cases uh, because there is ongoing concern that if we have broader lockdowns, just the effect that's going to have on the economies. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're seeing that the border shutters once again have gone and caused a bit of chaos across the country, uh, mucked up people's travel plans and the like. And that just reinforces that uncertainty topic that uh, there is no certainty in this, uh, this environment when it comes to investment because things can change so quickly. So fingers crossed the, uh, the zero we saw out of uh, New South Wales today can go and continue. Of course, we know there's two that arrived after that 8pm cutoff, but that Borella cluster it really looks like it's going to be the key one here for, uh, for New South Wales. A lot of people visited that uh, BWS, the liquor store, mm. ahead, ahead of the fist of season, which you can imagine would be very, very busy. So uh, if we can get that under control, have no major breakout from that, it would be fantastic. And maybe we can start having the, uh, the, the borders come down again internally. Okay, so meanwhile, investors obviously cast their eye around. We've still got a lot of cash on the sidelines. Uh, we've seen the break we had over Christmas, of course. Meanwhile, Bitcoin continues its rise upon rise. I know you don't want to talk about it, Scuddy, but it is continuing to go. Where's it going? Oh, it's it's look, I'm I'm willing to go and talk about it. It's a really <laughs> it's a really interesting story. I think Bitcoin is a massive leverage play on the directionality of the US dollar index. Uh, you look at uh, no, when that was going absolutely crazy over the weekend, Bitcoin, uh, the one thing that struck me is that uh, no, that thematic about the US dollar getting softer. And of course, we saw that immediate today from the get-go. We're seeing gold prices start to rally. Commodity prices, crude was up. That's despite all those headwinds coming through from the pandemic and uncertainty. But uh, it is really amazing that Bitcoin move. So much retail participation. I'm not buying it for a second that uh, institutional uh, investors were behind the move over the Christmas New Year period. It coincided with the stimulus checks in the United States states just like we saw the rebound in bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies when the first round of checks went out so a lot of moving parts of that story but golly gosh it's uh it has been a big move uh no 34,600 i think ethereum as well uh when it touched uh, through uh, i know 1000 us announced today for the first time since the, wow, that was a 30 percent jump in 24 hours it just i look at the chart and it is literally ramping and uh, whether that can be sustained is like uh, you know dubious but for the time being, the momentum is clearly higher. All right. And now another impressive company that we're speaking to today, Drone Shield, uh, recording, uh, well, enjoying a record quarter, nailing some $2.1 million uh, of customer sales, uh, which uh, impressed us, certainly impressed uh, Nathan Somersundram from Deep Data Analytics and Gaurav Sodhi from Intelligent Investor. It's the stock of the day. And that was the case on the call. A long time to get to a critical mass. Um, it's what, 60, 70 million market cap. Um, so they will probably have to raise money through the cycle. Um, it'll get, I think this way it is trading right now, it's not too bad, but it's one where you've got to have patience uh, because they have to execute, they have to have, and the thematics at the moment for the techs aren't great. There's decent big fundies have been in there, they're still there. So I would say that gives you a bit of credibility. Uh, for a uh, small cap like this, micro cap like this. Mm -hmm. so I reckon around 10 to 15 cents, I would grab a bit at a time mm -hmm. and accumulate. Some point in the next six to 12 months, they'll have a decent news flow. And I, look, from most of the execution I've seen over the last couple of years, they're doing okay. It is technically demanding. It relies on opaque government contracts. 
There are um, the competitors are also invisible and we don't know what they're working on. Uh, revenues are lumpy, margins are unknown. I don't understand how you come up with an investment case for something like this. And if you are an investor in, in my mold um, and you're interested in, in process and you need a really tight investment case for everything you purchase, then you can't realistically put your money into something like this. So, Scuddy, uh, yeah, look, a big day today, beginning of the year as far as we're concerned. So what are you watching? Well, there's going to be a lot of speculation about that Senate runoff, uh, Senate runoff election, should I say, in Georgia. But uh, compared to that, we've also got some PMI data out. We call it the, uh, the manufacturing PMI readings around Asia today, including from China and Australia. Some very positive numbers still being reported. We'll get the European and US numbers out tonight as well. So it'll give us a real insight as to how that uh, manufacturing side of the equation is performing. I think later in the week when we get the services reading, though, that'll be much more important. And of course, in the United States, we also get uh, US non-farm payrolls on Friday. All right, lots to consider. That is the COB for today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, fantastic. Andrew, we'll see you tomorrow. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.